Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is To Lead is to Learn. In this new podcast, we're going to be exploring leadership theories and practices. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the podcast in recognition of World Autism Awareness Day and Autism Awareness Month in the US. Within this special episode, we will be exploring the challenges faced by employees with autism and how it could be a superpower when it comes to leadership. Conversations around neurodiversity tend to be focused around employing and retaining autistic talent as opposed to promoting and championing this talent, such as autistic leadership. A study in the Netherlands of an organisation known as Persons on the Autistic Spectrum looked at autistic leadership. Within the study, they interviewed both leaders and employees with autism in order to discover the views they held about their role in society and the workplace. On the topic of autistic leadership, they found that adults on the spectrum do not want to only be seen as people with limitations in need of support, but also as powerful individuals capable of taking initiative including setting up and managing an entire organisation. However, within the same study, they also found that leaders and employees with autism were equally very critical of each other's perceived leadership skills. One of the participants within the study said that autistic leaders either do not have the emotional room for it or lack the related skills, while another said it is hard for most autistic people to display leadership attributes. This study has singled out the view of autistic leadership within the autistic community itself. However, as we all know, everyone struggles with different elements of their leadership skills. One disadvantage which research has shown is that people with autism are far more likely to have missed out on opportunities to develop their leadership skills early on in life. As children, they are less likely to put their hand up and step forward for opportunities to take the lead. This is then compounded within their working life as, when it comes to gaining leadership positions, they will be starting on the back foot with less leadership practice. These high-functioning autistic individuals also struggle with the personal responsibility that comes with acting as a visible role model for other autistic people. These individuals often feel obligated to make their autism known and visible rather than masking or camouflaging the condition in order to tackle the negative stigma that autistic people are incapable of taking on leadership roles. Therefore, we should instead start with the view that an autistic leader could be equally as good or as bad a leader as a neurotypical leader. What is usually missing for the autistic leader is a level of support and education within organisations which embraces the neurodiversity found within the workplace. Personal development plans should be flexible and accessible enough so that employees with neurodiversity, such as autism, can develop their leadership skills and capabilities at their own pace. Autism has an ever-changing definition. It has a very broad spectrum, ranging from individuals who need around-the-clock support to those who find certain situations or stimuli a little too much for them. However, there are some common challenges which comes with autism, whether this be for the individuals themselves, 
or their close family members. These include getting enough support from mental health, educational and social care services, as well as the individuals themselves being misunderstood by the people close to them. The level to which these challenges are experienced will also depend on where on the autistic spectrum the individual lies. So, how many autistic people are there? One of the most important things to acknowledge at this point is that there are two measures to be considered, those who are diagnosed and those who have autism. The first is obviously going to be much lower than the latter. A rough estimate by the UK government puts it at every one in a hundred people have some form of diagnosable autism. That is 1% of the population. In the US, the CDC reported in 2023 that 1 in 36 children have been diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. Therefore, it is likely that the prevalence of autism in the wider society is much higher than most current estimates. The question arises, therefore, why are so many people going undiagnosed? Currently, more men and boys are diagnosed with autism than women and girls. The current ratio here in the UK is around 3 to 1. There are several reasons why this may be the case. Remember, this is a measure of those who have a diagnosis, rather than individuals who are actually autistic. More women and girls are discovering they are autistic now than ever before. This is particularly the case for women and girls later on in their life, many of which have been missed when they were younger or even misdiagnosed due to outdated stereotypes about autism. Historically, autism was incorrectly believed to be a disorder overwhelmingly affecting males. However, we now know there are likely to be equal numbers of females on the spectrum. A large number of the traditional means of diagnosis are focused around the autistic characteristics most commonly found in men and boys. These therefore place artificial barriers and a bias against women and girls, making it harder to reach a diagnosis. For women and girls, many of the socialisation difficulties which are seen in men and boys are harder to spot. This is often due to the masking of autistic traits which women and girls are more likely to do than men or boys. However, this can lead to an increased level of anxiety and the feeling of being overwhelmed. Highly functioning autistic people, both male or female, can also go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed as their academic achievement can mask their struggles and difficulties in other areas. In the US, the CDC has reported that of those diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, 44% have IQ scores of average or higher. However, as we have mentioned, there is a clear selection bias here towards those whose academic achievement is unable to mask their difficulties as a result of autism. There are likely high numbers of adults within the workplace whose achievements and their ability to mask their autistic traits have led to them not being diagnosed. As we have discussed, in the US, the number of diagnoses within children has reached one in every 36. If there are still children masking their autistic traits, which are more likely to be girls, then this number may be closer to 4% or 5% of the population. Either autism is becoming more prevalent within younger generations, which I believe is unlikely, or there are high numbers of adults living with mild autism and therefore classified as high functioning, which have gone undiagnosed. So, for those who do not demonstrate extreme autistic traits, how crucial is the diagnosis? In truth, a diagnosis of autism is vital for anyone on the spectrum.
whether it be severe or mild. A diagnosis of any sort helps individuals understand themselves better and access any support they may need. Two of the classically thought of characteristics surrounding autism is that of individuals having repetitive behaviours and highly focused interests. The stereotype here is of individuals who repetitively rock back and forth and have a highly focused interest in things such as trains or as within the 1988 film starring Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, baseball. Within this movie, Dustin Hoffman plays the character Raymond an individual living in a mental institution suffering from Savant Syndrome and autism. Dustin Hoffman won several awards for his performance. However, portrayals like this has helped to fuel what members of the public often believe autism to be. In reality, beyond the highly stereotypical examples, these interests and behaviours may well be similar to those of neurotypical individuals and as such often go unnoticed. This can lead to a large number of autistic individuals, particularly women and girls, not being recognised as autistic and therefore diagnosed at all. As with all individuals, autistic people have their own strengths and weaknesses. However, there are some common difficulties which some autistic people may share to different extents. The first are communication challenges. People with autism have difficulties interpreting both verbal and non-verbal language such as gestures or the tone of one's voice. This can also impact an autistic individual's own communication. Some individuals are unable to speak, while others have excellent language skills, but struggle with nuances such as sarcasm or the tone of their voice. This can lead to instances where things get taken literally or abstract concepts not being understood. Autistic individuals may find they need extra time to process information or answer questions. Due to masking of other traits, this often leads women and girls in particular being incorrectly diagnosed with dyslexia as opposed to autism. Some autistic people have also been known to repeat back what others say to them. This is known as echolalia. Echolalia is a tool often used by children when learning to speak. However, in some cases of autism, individuals will repeat back the end of sentences to someone when in discussion. Another challenge within this category is some autistic individuals find it difficult within conversations interpreting others or waiting for their turn to speak. They can find it hard to know when the pause in a discussion is the appropriate cue for them to respond or they may be known to finish the sentences of others as they are speaking. The second of the shared difficulties are social interaction challenges. Autistic individuals will often have difficulty reading other people such as recognising other people's intentions or feelings, as well as expressing their own emotions. This can lead to autistic individuals seeming to be insensitive and finding it difficult to form and maintain friendships. It is a common trait of autistic individuals to not display on their face the emotion which they are feeling inside. They may be very content and happy inside while displaying a deadpan expression. They may also seek out time on their own when overloaded by the presence of other people, or even shut down and close off to other people. In particular, 
when avoiding the comfort of others following an emotionally challenging event. They may also appear to behave strangely or in a way which is not commonly deemed socially appropriate, such as smiling or laughing while being told some traumatic news. The third of the shared difficulties is the repetitive and or restrictive behaviour. As we are aware, society has many unwritten rules which most individuals struggle with. However, these can prove to be very problematic for autistic individuals and often seem very unpredictable. As such, autistic people tend to prefer to have set routines in order to reclaim some level of predictability and have a sense of knowing what is going to happen. These routines can be as little as eating the same meals at the same time, travelling the same way to and from places, wearing the same clothes on the same day. Autistic people may also have repetitive movements, which can be anything from the way they open and close doors, clicking or twirling a pen, rubbing or wringing their hands, and even twirling their hair. These behaviours are often used as a calming mechanism when feeling stressed or anxious. However, they may equally be done simply because the individual finds it enjoyable. In severe cases, changes to a routine can also be very distressing to an autistic individual, even something as mundane as adjusting to the level of uncertainty which is faced at work. The fourth of the shared difficulties is over or under sensitivity to stimuli such as light, sound, taste, smells, temperatures, colours, touch and even pain. An example may be background music in a cafe or restaurant which is often ignored but for some autistic individuals this can prove to be unbearably loud or distracting leading to discomfort, pain or anxiety. Small yet consistent noises can also be hard for autistic individuals to zone out and ignore while others may prefer these noises in order to help block out any harsh background noises which could lead to discomfort or increased anxiety. When it comes to touch and personal space, many autistic people prefer not to shake hands or hug due to a level of discomfort this brings. This can be misinterpreted by others as being cold or aloof. As a result of these discomforts and anxieties, many autistic people will avoid some everyday situations because of their sensory sensitivity issues as some places can be overwhelming and cause sensory overload. The fifth of the shared difficulties is the highly focused interests and hobbies. These can form from a very early age and contrary to popular misconceptions, they can change over time as well as last for a lifetime. For many autistic people, when a topic spikes their interest, they are known to become highly focused on becoming experts within this area of special interest and often have a desire to share what they have learned and found out with others. Like all people, autistic individuals gain huge amounts of pleasure from pursuing their interests and see them as fundamental to their well-being and happiness. Being highly focused helps many autistic people do well in academia and the workplace. However, it can also provide a challenge. Autistic individuals are known to become so highly engrossed in research in particular topics or undertaking particular activities that they neglect other aspects of their life, even eating, sleeping or acknowledging the presence of others. They can also become irritable or annoyed if interrupted when their attention is highly focused. The sixth of the shared difficulties is increased anxiety. For many autistic adults, anxiety is a real difficulty, particularly within social situations or when facing an element of change. This can affect them both psychologically and physically, impacting on both their quality of life and their families as a whole. 
the extent of this correlates with the severity of their autism. For autistic individuals, it is important that they learn to recognise their triggers and finding coping mechanisms to help reduce their anxiety, such as questioning and understanding what is about to happen. Preparing for a change and understanding how it will impact upon them and the benefits which it may bring can help ease the anxiety. However, a large number of autistic individuals have difficulty recognising and regulating their emotions, even if their coping mechanism is to mask the emotional response and deal with them later. This can then lead to a misplaced emotional outburst. The seventh and final shared difficulty is that of meltdowns and shutdowns. When everything becomes too much for an individual with autism, they can go into either a meltdown or a shutdown. These are very intense and exhausting experiences for the individual. A meltdown happens when an individual becomes completely overwhelmed by their current situation or temporarily loses behavioural control. Behavioural control for an individual with autism is often very tiring itself. Controlling impulses and behaving in a way which is deemed appropriate within society requires lots of decisions and self-control from us all. For an individual with autism, this can be even more taxing as reading social cues and understanding the finesse of the human language takes more effort. As such, it can become frustrating and overwhelming. This can therefore lead to a loss of control, which can be verbal, such as shouting, screaming or crying, or physical, such as kicking, lashing out or even biting, or in some cases, both. A shutdown, on the other hand, may appear less intense to the outside world, but internally, this can be quite debilitating. For individuals who have developed a level of masking, this is often the public the response, or in other words, the response which is displayed to others. Shutdowns are often a response to being overwhelmed and may appear more passive in comparison to meltdowns due to the individual going quiet or appearing to switch off. However, to an autistic person, this can be just as frustrating as a meltdown. The turmoil is internal and the individual can feel trapped within their own thoughts and a level of self-rumination. This is often due to an inability to respond, react, or even being able to figure out how to react in the first instance, as the individual may not be able to react publicly in the way that they want to. With the large number of undiagnosed or misdiagnosed individuals, which we know must be out there, it is highly likely that there are a significant number of high-functioning autistic individuals within leadership positions in most, if not all, organisations. As such, we must acknowledge that there are autistic leaders already in position which may be struggling. Therefore, we should look at each of the shared difficulties and identify what struggles could arise from each, however mild they may be, for an individual. The first area we will review are the communication challenges. An autistic leader will face struggles within their practice as with any leader. However, due to their communication challenges, it is likely that miscommunications or misinterpretations will arise more often. 
This could be within discussions where certain comments are relayed with a level of bluntness or instructions or disagreements are misinterpreted. There may also be instances where the leader may be in need of help. However, with communication difficulties or the preempting of misunderstandings, coming forward and asking for help can be particularly challenging. Working out how to communicate in what we may call a neurotypical way can be exhausting for an autistic leader, particularly if put on the spot, such as within team meetings or during presentation Q&As. As such, the leader may choose instead to shut down and suffer alone. If they do not reach out, then they may well have reached the level of overwhelm where the verbal communication is nigh on impossible, and this can lead to a meltdown at a later point, either in work, which could result in being mislabeled as having an anger management problem, or instead it could well be at home, which can therefore impact the quality of their home life. A strong support network where leaders regularly check in on each other is crucial here particularly for an autistic leader. They may well respond positively to a very matter-of-fact check-in. The second area we will review are the social interaction challenges. A leader is responsible for those within their charge. A large element of leadership itself is managing relationships. Often, this will not only be the relationships between the leader themselves and their followers, but between the followers themselves. Therefore, there may well be challenges which arise as a result of managing each of these relationships, reading the emotional cues and managing any conflict which arises. However, to improve their leadership skill set, an autistic leader may well benefit hugely from coaching training and practices. Coaching practices can be a magic answer here, as the practice of coaching itself relies upon the leader facilitating a conversation where the individual themselves gains insights and understanding as a result of a level of impartial questioning. With clear guidelines and planned intervention, the tool of coaching provides the autistic leader with a framework and a clear way of working which can not only be hugely beneficial to the autistic leader themselves, but also being autistic may in fact be beneficial to coaching as the coach should look to be emotionally detached from the situation and instead help guide the coachee towards their own solution. The third area we will review is that of the highly focused interests. All organisations seek highly devoted and capable individuals which can bring skills and knowledge to the organisation. It is therefore clear that hiring autistic individuals which have a keen interest or can be steered towards having a keen interest within a particular area of the organisation will be hugely beneficial to both the individual and the organisation. However, a challenge which may arise when promoting an autistic individual into leadership positions is that of delegation and letting go, empowering others. However, alongside the highly focused interests is a level of enjoyment which comes from sharing this information. If the leader is trained within the act of coaching and mentoring, being encouraged to teach others what they know, then not only have you gained a highly devoted leader, but a leader who has multiplied their value within your organisation. Through teaching an autistic leader effective coaching and mentoring, their ability to teach has increased their level of influence within their team and multiplied the growth within the organisation itself. There are several other areas of difficulties which can be easily managed by taking note of the working environment itself. 
the type of lights, the colour of the paint within the office, the office layout itself. For example, does the office need more partitions and maybe some more plants around to break up large spaces and reduce the likelihood of an autistic leader or employee being overwhelmed? You might need to consider where the air conditioning unit is placed, the server boxes or even the coffee machine. Are there consistent background noises which need to be reviewed? Are there regular but intermittent noises which could cause distractions or anxiety? Is the space large and will there be lots of noise from chatting, typing, phone calls or printers? Are there spaces for individuals to step away to get some quiet time or even to work in a quiet space? Is there the option for hybrid or virtual working where an autistic leader could work from home in the comfort of more familiar surroundings, better suited to their needs? Is there the option for flexible working hours so they could travel to and from work with less stresses, such as traffic or crowds? Is the working culture conducive to accepting this level of neurodiversity, where certain repetitive actions or ticks are not pointed out, but acknowledged and accepted? As we have seen, there are many autistic individuals out there without diagnosis. These individuals will be found in all walks of life, holding every possible position within society. Research has shown that autistic individuals do not want to be seen as people with limitations. Instead, they want to be seen as intuitive and powerful individuals, capable of becoming strong leaders. It is clear that there are common difficulties shared by autistic individuals. However, these should not be seen as limiting factors. Some of these are strengths, which can be brought to the leadership table and utilised as superpowers. Clear talking, to the point, is often sought after within organisations. Rational thinking, particularly in moments where decision making is required, can be a strength. At times, removing the emotional connection to a situation can help resolve it and move forward. The level of dedication and attention to detail which an autistic leader can bring, alongside a level of routine, can improve the processes and systems which are in place and therefore the productivity of organisations. If provided with the right training and professional development suited to the needs of the autistic individual, with both support and role models in place, it is clear that many of the traits of autistic individuals can provide benefits not only to the organisation, but to those around them. With the right culture in place, acknowledging individual characteristics, not just limited to neurodiversity, but accepting of it, autistic leadership could be a hidden superpower waiting to be tapped into. The practice of coaching and mentorship, sharing expertise and allowing autistic individuals to discover and bring their highly focused area of professional interest into the workplace, and help grow the individuals within their charge can only help the talent pool within an organisation thrive and grow. As with every episode, I will finish with three questions. However, these questions are presented for the entire organisation to consider. The first, to what extent is the organisation inclusive in terms of their working environment? 
Are we flexible enough in terms of the accessibility of our work? Do we have strict working times which could provide difficulties for some of our employees to access our work with modes of travel, traffic and stress which could create debilitating levels of anxiety within our workforce leading to overwhelm? Is our office layout working for everybody in the organisation? Are there clear distractions or stimuli which could be debilitating for some employees and cause increased anxiety? For autistic employees, this could lead to meltdowns or shutdowns, or the complete avoidance of work, which could be misinterpreted as not being devoted to the work, or even being lazy or incompetent, and therefore lead to the termination of their contract. The second question, to what extent does the culture within the organisation encourage employees to pursue their unique areas of interest? Do we as an organisation have systems in place where time can be devoted to the unique areas of interest of our employees with the idea that this could lead to added value within the organization? Do we encourage our employees to teach each other what they have learned? Do we encourage the growth of our employees, knowing that the organization will grow as a result? For autistic employees, this is where they could shine and show their unique abilities, bringing and adding value to the organization. This is where autistic individuals could demonstrate their leadership capabilities which could be trained and harnessed for the benefit of the organisation. And the third question, to what extent is the professional development at the organisation personalised to the individuals within it? As an organisation, does our professional development programme work to the pace needed of the individuals within it? For autistic individuals, they may need added time to consider and think about problems being faced. They may need added support in certain areas with the use of role models or one-to-one -one support. To what extent is coaching used within the organisation and to what extent do we utilise coaching as a leadership tool? For an autistic leader, their individual traits could be a superpower when it comes to a coaching style of leadership. To what extent are we prepared to explore this within our organisations? And until next time, remember, to lead requires us to continuously...